mind map is a way of taking stock and reviewing what you've learnt and then you can make the summary. One great thing about timelines and mind maps is how you can clearly demonstrate to your client how long it's going to take them to get better and that they have to invest the time and the energy into getting better themselves. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and my bite-sized podcast. How are you going? How is everything with you? What do you need right now? Do you need a bit of motivation? Do you need some support? Do you need to tell people how well you're doing? Well, that's why I've got the Academy. And this month in the Academy, we have been talking about mind mapping. And um, mind mapping is something that we don't all do. And we don't do it all the time. And it comes along with timelines. And it's a really, really good way of looking at your client and looking at everything that's gone on with them in the past and obviously into the future. Because when we look at it, we can look at the whole aspect. We get time with our clients. That's the whole point, isn't it? You get a good hour with your client to ask all those questions, to find out that information. So the first time we see that client, we've got our intake form filled out. And in that intake form, we've got the nuggets of information so that we're a little bit prepped before we see them. We know what their goals are. Because in our intake form, we need to know what they want to achieve, not necessarily what we want to achieve for them. It's super important that we know what their objectives of treatment are. If we don't follow what their objectives of treatment are, then it just doesn't work out. It doesn't happen for them and they won't come back and see you. We do have to support the symptoms, especially if those symptoms are awful, because that might be the reason they've seen you in the first place, not realizing that the underlying issue creates those symptoms. So we need to deal with symptoms and we need the client to understand that we actually want to work on the underlying symptoms. And this is how they all interrelate. And with interrelation, of course, that's when you do it on a mind map. And if you show that mind map to the client, then they get to understand the background, the base, where this problem comes from. And on your mind map, you can be adding everything from the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual aspects of the case, depending on what your client is presenting to you. You know, we need to know what happened first? What was the precipitating event? And then what are the compounding problems? And once we can see all of those connections and how they all interrelate, you know, then we've got the features of the problem. How is it that they connect? But what we do need to remember when we make a mind map that it actually isn't just all your notes that you've just written down and you just put them in a different order, you know, in a different way, on a different form. And in the academy, Um, I've actually got my forms in there that I use, so the Academy members have access to those so they can use them in consult, they can create their own ones, Um, copy mine, I've got no problem with that, and use them in consult when they mind map. So mine's simple box system, and um, and it's worked very well for me for years. So um, when we use this system-based approach, you know, this holistic perspective, we're looking at the whole client, aren't we? 
Oh, if you wanted to join the Academy, geraldineheadley.podia.com is the front page of my Podia, P-O-D-I-A, Podia page, and you'll get to see everything that's on there. So um, when we look at this system-based approach, we're looking at the bigger picture. You know, the person comes in with a sore toe, and that is only relevant if it's gout. It's not really relevant if they've just walked into, you know, into the side of the sofa. Or unless it is broken, then we need to send them to see someone else, don't we? But what we want is the big picture. You know, if you've got gout, there's a really big picture there and there's lots to do. You know, we've got diet changes, we've got everything that goes with gout. But, um, you know, just a stubbed toe is not, you know, is not what the big picture for us. It might be, yeah, here's your Arnica cream. But what actually brought you to see me? What is the underlying issue that we have? What is the base problem so that we can start at the root of the problem? Yes, you need to deal with the symptoms that are, you know, singing out at you, but you need to put that in perspective for your client. And a great way of doing that is using a mind map. Now, in the mind map as well, we need to be confident that what we're putting in there are only the salient features, only the specific features for that client. The, you know, it's all very well if you wanted to put in PCOS, but in actual fact, you know, you might have a skinny PCOS in front of you and that's a different set of, you know, areas to look at, diet and all of the rest of it. So if you just wrote PCOS in there and then you handed that mind map on to somebody else and you hadn't written anything else about them or got specific, you know, that person's not hirsute, maybe they don't have high androgens. So you need, you know, maybe the high androgens are the the picture that we're looking at. What is it in the picture that we're looking at rather than this overarching word, this overarching diagnosis word, we're looking at this, at the specific points that we know we need to deal with because they're the long-term problem for the client. We don't want to just be giving them a product, do we? We might as well just give them a drug. And that's not what we're about. We're about changing their background, about changing their life, about changing behaviours, about breaking through their problems or issues so that they get the well health that they want. So, you know, a mind map is a way of taking stock and reviewing what you've learnt. And then you can make the summary. So... You know, what are you sending to your client? Now, personally, I send them um, what I type at the time and what I'd like them to do. If I had a mind map, I'd share it with them by talking with them. So on Zoom now, as I am, rather than face-to-face. So when I was face-to-face, I pulled out a piece of paper and pointed out those pieces of information. Now on Zoom, you can share your screen and you can show them that mind map that you've drawn and go through it and discuss it with them. And what it does is it gives you a great way of saying how long it's going to take them to get better. Because, you know, it's all very well saying, well, I actually need you on a gluten-free diet because you're you know, thyroid antibodies are raised and all the rest of it. But they're not going to get results in 24 hours. And are they going to be able to maintain that gluten-free diet? You know, a celiac maintains their gluten-free diet because they know how sick they get if they eat gluten. Whereas someone with raised autoimmune antibodies isn't necessarily going to notice immediately after that one meal. It might be you know, after the build-up of the gluten and a week later. And, and so you're not achieving that aim. So there's one great thing about timelines and mind maps is how you can clearly demonstrate to your client how long it's going to take them to get better and that they have to invest the time and the energy into getting better themselves. 
because they can see you and you will support them and you will give them knowledge and you will give them all of the things that you can give them. But what you can't do is be them and be there and do their shopping and be in their home and go to their exercise class with them. They have to achieve those things themselves. So a lot of what we do is about coaching them through change. And a mind map is a really good way of showing them all of the areas that we're looking at and reassuring them that we are covering all of the bases you know but it's not just the dot points and it's not just what you've written down about the whole case it's just the those succinct and salient points you know if you've got a really complex case a timeline is a wonderful thing to use and I just draw a line with an arrow at the other end in the academy there's some very very pretty arrow graphs that people in the academy are welcome to use for their own clients and um, and they can use those if they'd rather than just align with an arrow above it which is what I do but when we have the chronology of the um, of the case of the full case of how it all started but all the way back as well you know the person was born by a caesarean section and then was bottle fed in a household or in an area with high contamination um, it's going to be very different to your natural birth breastfed infant no antibiotics or I didn't say that one the first one but you know if they've got this a lot of sickness before the age of five comparative to the child who was relatively well who had some sickness because they all do but didn't end up on the antibiotics didn't end up with all the issues and oh you know timeline for them getting better is probably going to be faster than the timeline for the person who's had this long long line of being ill for a long period of time and also being able to point out to them on that timeline well you know what when you had this flu two years ago it lasted for three months so we can expect with this flu that you've got now that'll probably be another three months recovery so let's try and shorten that recovery by doing all the right things now or whatever it is so how is it that we take the case so are we taking the case you know um, into the sky have you got a um HPA I think the word is letters are compliant site meaning that it's safe and it can't be hacked site there's lots of free ones you don't have to pay to store your things in the sky store their files in the sky and for them to be safe and um, within that system how can you put a mind map can you upload it you know within your notes you can there's a scanner within your notes on your iPhone to pop things up into the sky so you could use that or you could be using um, there are online mind map um, platforms if you're really into your computers and how are you going to store them and how are you going to share them you know and then once we've figured out how we're actually going to do these things, then we can see the client and look at the order of the events. We can see if we need a timeline or not. Not everybody needs a timeline. Where we're going to keep it all and how we're going to share that. And how we're going to demonstrate to the client the underlying issues of the complex case. We can pinpoint where things change, but these underlying issues and how long it's going to take to get better. So and remembering that you might actually not actually ever get that person better. You might just be plateauing their illness at a good point or at a better point and remaining there and them not getting any worse. So we need to be relatively clear. Someone who's got osteoarthritis who already has loads of degeneration in their joints, then we're not going to get them better. I mean, it might ultimately be that they have surgery and have joints put in. But hopefully we can stop 
the destruction and hopefully we can improve things but it's a slow process and they have to be committed to diet change to exercise change to taking supplements and doing the things that we recommend for them to do and having a timeline of how long they've had something how bad it's been means we can also give them the timeline to repair remembering it's about a month for every year that somebody's had a problem and so being able to explain that because that's what the time will take you've had something for 20 years you're looking at 20 months and that's tough for people to take in they want a pill now everything's instant in this life and um, you know the slow food movement all of these things these all come in you know in the last few years and people are realizing that slow is better in the way it should be but they can't actually envisage it for themselves I mean you know if you're website's slow or the internet's slow we're all slamming on that computer and yet don't you remember (laughs) dial-up and people don't understand you know loading a tape cassette it's not like just popping onto spotify and listening to my podcast fast forwarding and and rewinding making sure it's not over tightened that cassette um so (laughs) we've got to make sure that they understand the future implications as well you'll get much better patient compliance if you say to them you know I do a lot of gut work and so I'm always like look I'm going to be seeing you for at least three months possibly six months until we've got resolution with this because you've had it for x length of time and that's the way it's going to work and they're all good with that they like knowing and I think it's really important we share that information now the other thing with timelines and mind maps is they're really good with scattered clients with people who are talking about one thing one minute and then suddenly start talking about their dog or the neighbor or something and you're like what you were just talking to me about your gout and now you're talking about your dog you know and so you're a little bit all over the place so being able to timeline and get a chronology because you can add to it all the time means that you've got all of that information oh yeah but when the dog was born 20 years ago is when it all started oh here we go here's that bit of information I can write it down and I can put it on my timeline so when we do these mind maps we're looking at the highlights the facts not just signs and symptoms but the underlying issues so if you're in Um, in the Facebook group Strictly Education and Support you'll see the written mind map there and that has been uploaded to the academy as well along with the full webinar on mind mapping into the academy but um, so there's different ways of doing it because we want to see these underlying issues and the things that are supporting keeping the problem in place so the example I used in the Facebook group is the person's got you know they've got a stomach bug and um, they've come to you do all the asking you're thinking it's going to be a quick appointment they tell you they've got rheumatoid arthritis all well and good they don't want to do anything about the rheumatoid arthritis but then you discover that they're drinking a lot of alcohol and that will be exacerbating the rheumatoid arthritis and as well as the dodgy stomach that you actually thought was going to be a really quick repair because it was you know um, I was going to call it traveler's belly but nobody's getting to do that so it's a bit of a pointless example right now whereas it's a great example in any year except 2020 so um so we've got the symptoms and the signs from that traveler's belly we don't need to do a mind map for that until we discover these underlying issues and then we need that mind map and then we can share with our client well actually you know your rheumatoid arthritis is probably worse right now is it oh yeah it is actually yeah because you've got leaky gut and you've got all the issues once we resolve that, the rheumatoid arthritis will, you know, 
stabilize again but at the same time can I support you with reducing your alcohol can we look at doing some swaps because that's pro-inflammatory and it's just making it worse so when we discuss these things with them and and they're oh no I can't give up alcohol no I don't want you to give up your alcohol I just want some changes to occur and this is going to take time and so I'll just need to see you as we work through this need that you have for that alcohol I don't have a need you know this has happened that's happened and slowly we're able to develop this mind map even more and demonstrate to the client how the their barriers to change rather than just writing down barriers to change but how we these barriers to change interlock with all the other problems and those barriers to change I can't stop drinking my red wine that barrier to change means that we can't get them better we might not even be able to resolve that traveler's gut problem because of all the underlying dysbiosis caused by the alcohol so um, I quite like a timeline um, but I also use a health line for people as well so while we're here I will talk about a health line and that health line slightly different to a timeline and it's also slightly different was very different to a mind map and that I say here's your health line everybody has this line it we get up in the morning children are the most obvious owners of a health line and that they can get up in the morning and they're happy and they run around and they stop and they relax for it and they get up and they've got the same level of energy with peaks and troughs as is normal for a child throughout the day but they wake up the next day with the same level of energy they wake up the next day with the same level of energy Whereas adults wake up, you know, and they're exhausted, they get to Sunday and they've got some more energy, but then back Monday by the time they get to Friday, and we're all talking about the HPA access and things like that with our clients, and I use this lifeline, and I say, here you are on this lifeline, and you have that coffee and you get more energy, but then it dumps you, doesn't it, because it's a stimulant. And then, you know, and all of these dumps have happened over your life, and in actual fact, if we you know started getting the right food in a good diet you know reducing your alcohol getting some exercise in maybe some intermittent fasting if that's you know what you're into maybe doing these other things to extend those good old telomeres then you will be able to actually come back up to this lifeline where you should be this health line where you should be so I've got that in a number of demonstrations you know that you can see and my Facebook group. So um, those are the three things that I use because we need to extract the underlying issues so that we've got that baseline, we've got that blueprint, and we're able to then use that and demonstrate to the client why we're doing what we're doing. So we don't leave the client in the dark, but it doesn't have to be an in-depth mind map either. It can just show the interlocking words. We don't, you know, for a mind map, if you're doing a mind map for yourself for a very complex case, you might want to put in there, you know, high androgens, this, that, the other thing. But also for a less complex case that's more about coaching and lifestyle change and changing behaviors, then they need to be demonstrated on a mind map. But you'd put, you know, wine, increased pro-inflammatory, reduced sleep. And you might put things like that on there so that you're demonstrating to the client and you're using it not just for your own notes, because we all know that, well, practitioners know what alcohol is going to do, but your client doesn't know that. And we have to remember that the reason we trained is because we wanted to learn all this stuff and all this other stuff and we keep reading about it, but they actually have another life. 9 to 5 Monday to Friday, which actually means 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. because that's how long a day actually takes. And so we have to be able to incorporate these changes into their life within their time scale. And that's super important. 
And, um, you know, when we summarize the case and we have that vision for the treatment objectives for the client, then they're going to feel more confident in what they're seeing that you've done and what they're seeing their their objectives, their goals, because our goals have to align with their goals. I think I've told this story. I haven't told it on podcast, but I've told it in many of my groups in Strictly Education and Support and in the Academy. One of my very first clients many, many years ago, she came to me and so back then I was saying, you know, what is it? I didn't have the top three goals. I just said, you know, what is it you're seeing me about? And I didn't even have a proper intake form. There was an intake form. It was pretty basic. It said, you know, what are your goals for treatment? What medications are you currently taking? What supplements are you taking? And what what have you got in the cupboard? Um, What's your doctor's name? And that was kind of about it really there really wasn't much on it and I think there was a confidentiality thing about you know I will keep it confidential and I won't be sharing any information and it's it's okay or something but I think it was it was pretty simple back long ago and I'd posted it to them they got it in the post it's just a little aside there but anyway so this lady filled hers out it did say what are your what are your goals for treatment or what are your aims for treatment but it wasn't specific what are your top three goals so I knew what I was working towards it was you know what are your goals and so she'd listed all of her problems so she had gut problems she had high blood pressure and she had this and she had that she had the other she had about five things and one of the things was rosacea and what I didn't take on board because I think I just said what are your goals of treatment so she put down all her diagnosed problems and um, so I just worked on all of them not realizing when she spoke to me that her and she did say I really want the rosacea to go away but because I didn't have it what are your top three goals because she would have if I'd had that written on that piece of paper back in the day she would have written rosacea wouldn't she but um, and we all know that we've got to get all the underlying stuff happening before the rosacea is going to go away so if I'd realized that I would have spent time explaining to her I would have done a timeline and I would have done a mind map and I would have shown her I would have demonstrated to her this is going, you know, the rosacea is the last thing that's going to change. We've got to sort out your gut first. We have to, you know, it flushes with stress. We have to sort out your stress. We have to deal with your high blood pressure. We have to look at all of these other aspects of your life before the rosacea will start to repair. Now, I hadn't done any of that. And we got to like appointment four or five and she phoned me and she said, I, I'm not coming to my appointment tomorrow. I'm cancelling. You haven't done anything for me. I was like, oh, oh, OK. I was like, um, you know, we've, I think she had migraines. So I said, you know, have you had a migraine? So she said, well, no, no, no. Yeah, no, you've sorted that out. Went, oh, your guts, you know, you're bloated. I'm, well, no, 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 you've sorted that out. And I said, yeah, how's your high blood pressure? Oh, well, well, that's down and I'm off the medication. But but you haven't helped me. I was like, oh, so, you know, I'm actually making up what her other issues are because I can't remember it it really was 14 years ago but I was just you know I've done this I've done this I've done this I've done this so what is it you know that you see that I haven't done because we've achieved the majority of your aims you know and she said well you haven't solved my rosacea and I said but that's the last thing to change you know I've done all these other things you have improved she said well yes yes I have my health is much better and I feel much better and I've got more energy but I've still got the rosacea and if I'd spent that time at the beginning getting her to understand about the impact of her chronic illness of the background illnesses then maybe I would have had a much happier customer rather than wringing out of her that yeah, she'd got heaps better with all the other things, but no, the rosacea was still there. Maybe if I'd said at the beginning, you know what, you're my first rosacea client, and um, so let's see how we go. 
I didn't say that because she didn't ask me if I treated rosacea before. She was just coming to see me with rosacea. So, you know, there is a lot of honesty that we need to give to our clients, but there's a lot of ways we can demonstrate to our clients how long things are going to take whilst we're making the notes that will support us to go back and look through and say, oh, that's right, they had this going on as well and that going on as well. And you're able to say, you know, how is that going? What's going on there? Has that improved? Tick that one off. There's lots of different systems of, you know, different ways of going through and measuring how well they're doing. And it's really important that you use some measuring system within your clinic. So I use some basic intake forms and then I get them to fill out that exact same form. It's like tick boxes. I get them to fill that out after a couple of months and we compare the changes. So I give homework out to all of my clients. Everybody gets homework and it's really important that they're doing homework so that we've got those changes going on. So, you know, I want them to detox their home or I want them to change the diet or I want to see a diet diary the following week or those are all the things that I get them to do and those are all really important. But having that mind map, if you've needed it, because not every client I don't believe needs a mind map and I don't believe every client needs a timeline either, but um, if you've got that, you know, you've used those notes and for the tough ones, you've used that mind map, it means you can refer back to that mind map as long as you're working with that client to see what changes, what was there in the first place, what your ideas were, you know, whether you've forgotten something, whether you've remembered something, whether something's occurred to you and you've got that baseline from that very first appointment and you can keep on referring to it because we do want to remember to put in there all the other stuff, you know, the epigenetics, the genetics, uh, family history. You know, we need to ask the questions and other answers will come up at other appointments as they remember things. We can't expect everybody to remember everything straight off the off the bat. We will be getting more and more information off them as they become reassured, as we as we get gain that rapport with them and that understanding. So we're going to learn more about them. And that's what we want. We really want that rapport with our clients. We want to support their well health and we want to feel good in business. We want to feel like good clinicians and that our clients are gaining from us. They're learning, they're improving, they're feeling better. Because at the end of the day, I mean, every job, it doesn't matter what it is. At the end of the day, in your job, you're bribed to do your job, aren't you? Because somebody pays you and at the end of the day, that's bribery. But what makes your day is not the paycheck at the end of the day. What makes your day is someone saying thank you someone saying great job someone saying I really appreciate what you've done for me I really appreciate what you've done for my partner I really appreciate how you've done thank you so much and if they say you know I'm really annoyed at you 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 haven't done anything for me then it's about us going back and going share with me how I've gone wrong where I've gone wrong and how I can change so that yes I can't change what I've done with you but I can never do it you know I will never do it again with anybody else and I can learn from this experience so mind maps do have a place in our clinic to support what we do as clinicians but I never hand them out to my client but I do share them with my client and demonstrate what I'm talking about and how the base problem the common problem at the bottom interacts and causes often the symptoms that they're experiencing and I show them how long it's going to take until they get better. So I hope that's helped. I hope um, 
and if you're in the academy you've got the webinars to watch as well and the other education you've got all of my paperwork that I use so that you can just put your logo on it and use it in your business if it suits your style of practice so thanks a lot it was lovely chatting and um, I look forward to seeing you all or chatting very soon thanks so much for joining me today don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.